Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Horror Connection. I'm your host, Tony Viejo. With me as always is Sir Michael Blinsky. Mike, how are we doing? Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well, sir. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So, it is the spooky season that, that is upon us. It is. It is the witching season. Uh, right now, I'm really digging uh, the Peacock streaming service. Yeah, Peacock, it's funny because I only got Peacock to watch Halloween. 35 or whatever Halloween kills. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the second in this trilogy of the 14th timeline of the third dimension of <laughs> Halloween. Um, I only got it for that and I was like, oh, I'm not going to keep can't, it. I can't wait for that college level math class, Halloween math. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween, what? Loomis dratical equations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Have you ever seen the movie um, Predestination? No. Halloween's getting so close to that movie. Like, I feel like that movie, I know it's not, but I feel like it's a parody of the Halloween timeline at this point. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to give anything away. It's a shame you haven't seen it because I would love to tell the audience what happens in the movie. Okay. But I'm not going to give anything away. It's it's so stupid. <laughs> You're <laughs> selling this greatly. Yeah. It's so stupid that I loved it. Like, I just embraced the, like, just insanity of it. Okay. And I watched it, and I was like, I have to show this to somebody else. I made Jen watch it. Aye. And she was just like, this is the worst fucking movie I've ever seen. Don't you love doing it to these ladies? <laughs> yeah. She's like, this, she was angry watching it. Like, when the first, like, there's multiple twists in the movie, and the first twist, which is so fucking crazy and dumb, that you just think, like, it peaked there. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is this is the the Gary Busey onion of just unraveling. Gary Busey onion of unraveling. <laughs> unraveling and sin. And what was this film called again? It's called Predestination. Predestination. Yeah, and it, it it's about different timelines and things like that. But it's just so fucking bonkers when you're watching it. The gen like got mad. Like at some point she stopped and she just went fuck this movie. <laughs> like, she so, was so mad at it, and that's where I feel like it's heading. But I got Peacock for that, and I keep saying I'm going to cancel it, and then something cool comes on. Well, and that's yeah. what, what I was what I was going to get to. Thanks for bringing back to Peacock because I completely forgot we were going. <laughs> I got off that bus and got somewhere else, and I'm like, oh, this movie sounds really interesting. How am I going to tie this in the movie we're watching? I got it already. Thank you. Okay. Um, then I was like, oh, there's actually something else we're talking about. So, Peacock. Yes. Dude, they have a great Halloween tab. Yeah. You click on it, the hard tab, it's like they sort it by decade. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, they have it by genre, decade, however you want to find your horror, Peacock has you unlock. It's the second best, well, visual presentation, I'm going to give it to HBO Max right now. Okay. When you go under their Halloween tab, they have tarot cards. What? That tie to certain movies, so you, like, flip over the tarot card to see the movie underneath. I gotta go. It's pretty fucking yeah, awesome. I don't mean the incubator yeah, project. It's, it's pretty great. Later. Don't go under the horror tab. You have to go under the Halloween stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, because it's not all the horror stuff. It's just the Halloween movies. That sounds good. Yeah, so it's pretty cool presentation-wise, but Peacock's got a great selection. I, like I said, I got it for Halloween, and then I started watching the Saved by the Bell reboot, which is amazing, and I'm so mad they canceled it. Honestly, one of the best shows I've ever seen. Jesus Christ. Yeah, loved it. Like, See, I, keep I wanna, can't I keep, pour enough I, over the I, show. I, I, I can't keep talk enough about peacock but because i keep just wanting to jump into uh, uh quantum leap i want to I take that step and then maybe go to a different universe where instead of jurassic park it was giraptors that's right folks moosedumps.com darren martinez you can find out more about giraptors right there folks you think in some universes that it wasn't a giraffe and a raptor's dna that was placed together that caused wreak havoc on mankind no it was it wasn't jurassic park it was giraptors check it out
Darren, I need these books. I have a library in my house. I need physical copies of these books. I'm not asking for them for free. I will happily pay for them. We just need to make this happen. Yeah, we need physical copies. Yeah, I need physical copies of these books. Physical. Like Olivia Newton-John. You sadly passed away. This is a memoriam episode, Bart. This is how she'd want to be remembered. Frankenhooker. Frankenhooker. That is the movie we're talking about today. Frankenhooker. Now, we talked about introducing spouses into bad movies, right? Bring that yes. glass over here. We got to do one for oh, Olivia yeah. and John. Um, Crystal Skull Vodka, made by Dan Aykroyd. Delicious. Um, yeah. So. Going through these tabs on all these um, whatchamacallits and who's it's the streaming services. Yeah. One night. I like the who's it's and whatchamacallits. <laughs> who's it's and whatchamacallits are a pretty good thing. Great candy bar, too. Uh, one night, the Incubator Project was like, you know, I just want to watch something stupid and dumb. All right. So we tabbed over to one of our old classic favorites, like Sleepaway Camp. She's like, you know what? We'll get sucked into that. I was like, okay. I think you said stupid and dumb, not brilliant. I know, right? Well, exactly. <laughs> but I'm sorry. But, like, you know. I, I'll put on Sleepaway Camp because, like, you know, that's a good movie and I, I could follow it. So then I put on, like, Class of Newcomb High. And she was like, really? But then she got sucked into Class of Newcomb High. I like, so we actually one night watched that. The next night she's like, stupid and dumb again. I was like, all right. I was like, she's going to hate this. I was like, Frankenhooker. That's right, folks. Frankenhooker. Came out in 1990. And this is like a classic movie. You do not get much more of a pure to form Mary Shelley Modern yeah. Prometheus remake than Frankenhooker, okay? Um, this movie hits all the marks. Are you are you looking for a, a uh, electric electrician slash uh, bio uh, biomedical electrical engineer? Yeah, we got that. All right. You looking for someone killed by a high tech lawnmower? Yeah, we got that. You looking for exploding crack? Yeah, we got that. You got poorly vo voiced over pimps? Yeah. Guess what? That's in this movie too. All right. This movie has a lot of things. This movie shows you the world that you never thought was possible. It was also one of Bill Murray's favorite movies in 1990. Was. Was you can look that up, folks. That's a direct quote. Knife line. He said, "If there's one movie you see this year, make it Frankenhooker." Yeah. Um. Now. This movie came out in 1999, as I just said. And I often think that, like, oh, I saw this movie so long ago. And then when I really think about it, no. I saw this movie shortly after it was released. And I'm only 40 now. So, like, I was 8 years old. Yeah, I saw this when it came out. <laughs> I was, like, 8, 9 years old. Because I remember old. the VHS box. Yeah. yeah. I remember the VHS box. I remember all the bullshit about this movie. Yeah. This uh, had a sound chip in it, like those greeting cards that will sing to you. But it said, want a date. Yeah. Um, Want a date, yeah. Jersey Boy? <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. It was. It's such a classic movie. Um, now I, like, again, we were eight, nine years old watching Frankenhooker. Yeah. Just let that sink into your heads, folks. <laughs> Two guys, just eight, nine years old, that don't know each other at the time, watching Frankenhooker, that 40 years later, they'll be doing a podcast going, hey, you want to talk about Frankenhooker? <laughs> One of my favorite childhood films. I was like, someday, when I'm older, I'll be sitting in a doctor's office. Talking with a guy. <laughs> Talking with a guy. That page fried chicken very well. <laughs> Drinking vodka made by Dan Aykroyd. Yes. Talking about Frank and Hogan. The first person with Asperger's to host SNL. Who came after that? Elon Musk. Oh. And when Elon Musk hosted it, he said he was the first person with Asperger's. And Dan Aykroyd went on Twitter and said, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Elon Musk. <sighs> you know what they say? 
You live long enough to see yourself become the villain. <laughs> Frankenhooker. You know what we didn't need in Frankenhooker? Lithium batteries. We didn't have to strip mine the earth to get the fucking batteries to make Frankenhooker. No, we just need to juice some electricity and some weird plasma. Yeah. And crack cocaine. High levels of crack cocaine. So this whole movie's about this guy. Uh, his girlfriend gets eaten up by a super-powered lawnmower that she stands in front of, and she's always been trying to lose weight anyway, so... He maintains her head in some weird ectoplasmic-type ooze he has, right? Right. That makes sense. Yeah, right? Because, like, Science. He, he's an electrician who never went to med school. Yeah. Because they don't understand him. I love... I also love how all these deranged scientists are like, med school doesn't understand me. Hmm. Really? And, but, you know, in, in these fictional worlds, they go on to create life. So, hey, who, who's really the monster, right. you know? He made Frankenhooker. He made Frankenhooker, you know? Still have cancer. Still have cancer. Still got athlete's foot. Fuck cancer. We still have athlete's foot. It's true. <laughs> I think we figure some of that stuff out. You know, shit. How are crabs still a thing? Actually, they're almost wiped out. Really? Deforestation. I think most people, are, most people are hardwood now, so. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, this whole movie is about a guy who's just trying to bring back his girlfriend, and the best way he can think about doing it is with a bunch of drugs. Right. You know? It's the best way I think about anything. So he makes, again, he's <laughs> a mess. Have you ever smoked crack? No, I have not. No? Have you ever had the opportunity? I've never been around it, but I'm pretty sure I could have gotten it. Oh, no, I we definitely could have. Yeah, but like, no. I've, but it, has it ever come up? Like, have you ever been somewhere and they're like, ah, crack. Now, the only things that I've ever been offered to me that I'd never taken were like oxys, mm-hmm. meth. Um, yeah, oxys and meth were the only two things I never took that were offered to me. Pretty much everything else in the umbrella. <laughs> you were like, all right. I mean, there was a whole time, like, you know, right now, uh, Hurricane Ian just really ravaged the Fort Myers part of Florida. R.A.P., that section of Florida. It'll come back, though. Maybe we can fly those immigrants back. To maybe we can start swinging some hammers to rebuild that. Probably be a good idea, right? You don't want to ship out all the expendable labor. I don't know. And then you get a hurricane. Maybe that's God's way of punishing you because a bunch of Christians slash Catholics just crossed the border. And you're like, nah, fuck those people. And then you send them somewhere else. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to make you give you a reason to have all these new people here. I don't know. Makes sense to me. That's what I would do. Urban renewal is all I'm saying, folks. Giraptors is available on moosedumps.com. Please check it out. Anywho, uh, where was I? <laughs> the military industrial complex with Frank and Hooker. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, so like he makes oh, his, crack. Yeah, he makes his. Crack. Oh yeah, well the military industrial <laughs> complex. <laughs> exactly. That's why it's reminding me. You're like military industrial complex. It was crack. crack. It was crack. Of course, it was crack. <laughs> Rick Ross, baby. Gary Webb, look it up. Freeway. Um, anywho, yeah. So like. He makes this synthetic super crack that makes all the, one. He gets a deal with this with this with this pimp. He cuts a deal where he gets all the girls for like an hour, and then he gets to pick up the girl that he likes the best because he's looking for parts. He keeps telling me he's looking for parts, so he can't decide on everything. So he makes this super crack that makes people explode, and very conveniently makes the parts explode independently. Right. Like he literally just walks away with like a barrel of breasts, a barrel of arms, a barrel of legs, you know, because all these girls find his super crack. And then he puts together his, what was her name, Elizabeth? Yeah, it was yeah. Elizabeth, because that's the bride's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he puts together Elizabeth, and then she goes on a tear once she gets revived. And she has the mindset of a prostitute. Right. So he's, she's just walking around asking for people if they want to have a good time, Jersey boy. <laughs> it's hilarious. 
a great cult film. It was not a trauma film. No. Trauma bought it, though. Because uh, when, you, when you watch it now, like on the streaming service, it's a trauma publication. It's a trauma yeah, they're their current distributor. But like, I think that whatever movie studio made Basket Case, the first two of those. Yeah, it was a, a Frank Henneloner thing. Yeah. yeah. So like uh, his catalog got trauma bought it. So good for them. Because it it feels like a trauma movie. It's not shot as badly as a trauma movie. Though. No, yeah. Frank Henneloner has a little more sheen than yeah. some of the trauma stuff does. Nothing against trauma. I love those guys, but yeah. Well, no, and there's nothing wrong with that. that yeah, but, like, again, yeah. you want to look at – you, you want to – to be fair, you want to be entertained? Trauma's the way to go. Oh, yeah. Like, you Even the weaker trauma movies, yeah. you're still going to be entertained. Like, like Double Sleesburger. You know, Conrad, how you doing? Um, I'm a Tromeo and Juliet guy. Tromeo and Juliet's good. I, you know what movie I have never seen by them? Sergeant Kabuki, man, and NYPD. Really? I want to see it so bad, too. Yeah, it's, it's one of their – Classic. I know, I've, and I've never, yeah, I've, yeah, I've never checked it out. Yeah, it's always been on. The, it's always been like one of those movies that I've always wanted to watch, but like I've never had anyone that's wanted to watch it with me. Um, I know I can talk to Incubator Progeny into it, so if it does pop up on a streaming thing, I'll, I'll probably watch it. But I'm at the point in my age now where it's more fun to be like you know into that kind of movies. And it's one of those movies I've never seen. So it's funner. <laughs> you never seen that? No. <laughs> oh, I really want to. Just not going to get around to. It. You know, you can just buy. It's available. And it's um. Yeah. So, I like that with Petrified. Petrified. It's a full moon movie that I have a credit on. Okay. I've never seen it. <laughs> never Speaking seen of it. full moon, we started uh, the Puppet Master franchise nice. in the house. Yeah. Nice. How's that going? What do you think? Uh, we got through like halfway through the first one. <laughs> the first one's a little rough. Yeah, but you get to watch that intro like five times. Yeah. I tried. I explained it to us like, if you want to get into this franchise, just know the first ten minutes of this movie, you're going to see about fifty minutes worth. Yeah. Throughout the course of the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Get real used to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, I personally, I've always enjoyed the Puppet Masters. Again, childhood nostalgia, yeah. though, for me. Because, you know, I'm a kid of the 80s. When our dolls came to life, they murdered us. <laughs> it's true. You know, now they can become your friend, whatever. Um, but yeah, back to Chucky Frankie. season two. Yeah. I, I, I'm strongly thinking, because, like, I can't dig the new, uh, uh, what I'm watching presently or trying to watch is the new Game of Thrones. I haven't watched it. Dance of Dragons, Fire and Dragons, Blood and the Targaryens. Dun, 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 dun. There's a silver-haired guy who has all these kids. <laughs> Only one of them is really the heir. Some of them fly dragons and fuck their goddamn brother. Then all this controversy starts again. Hey, all right. Um, yeah, didn't really. Uh, I can't get into it. There's no redeemable characters. Like, there's not a character on it. Like, did you watch Game of Thrones? Yes. Like, when you first, like, the first season of Game of Thrones is hard to get through, but you're at least meeting characters that have redeemable qualities. Like, Game of Thrones tricked me over and over again. There's certain shows, like, did you watch True Blood? Yeah, until they got ferried. Yeah, True Blood sucks. Like, like, the first season, the first season was okay. And I was like, I can watch this. And then, like, halfway through the second season is when it turns into, like, some weird fairy tale bullshit. And by, like, season four, I'm like, if it wasn't my weird OCD thing, I would have stopped this a long time ago. Like, why am I watching this show? This is fucking garbage. And by the time I got to, like, whatever the last season was, season four or whatever the final season was, like, I knew going into this that this would be fucking terrible. So Game of Thrones tricked me, though, because I thought it started strong. 
And then as it waned on, each season just got progressively worse and worse and worse after it kind of peaked. They took longer between seasons. So after like two years, I don't remember the last season fucking sucked. So I would jump into it again. So like, when oh, yeah, this what, show fucking sucks now. When do you say it fell off? Battle of the Bastards? Yeah. After that? Yeah. Yeah. That's I, I would agree with you on that. I, I but, but at the same time, you you had to finish the story, right? And like, even though well, that's the thing. Like, I still probably would have finished it. And don't get me wrong, like I like bad stuff. So I'm gonna throw I, out but there. The, the, oh, time out, The end of Game of Thrones isn't bad. I wouldn't. I, how else could it have ended? No, no. So I actually don't have a problem with the end of Game of Thrones for the reasons that other people do. Okay. I don't think the ending of Game of Thrones is bad at all. I How they got it there is bad. Poorly made. Yeah, yeah, I think it was just poorly constructed. Well, that well also the source didn't have the source material anymore. Right. They they were given an outline, right. and they were given a budget, and they filled out that outline with that budget. Yeah. I mean, as far like, as I know, where it ends, and they're like, and they're, okay, we're just gonna make shit up in the middle. Yeah, like you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, then this happened. Oh, we yeah, we promised them the Hound versus the Mountain for like ten years, didn't we? Yeah. So we should do that, right? Yeah. Big payoff. Nah, die together. Okay. <laughs> But, like, the whole um, spoiler alert for a show that ended eight years ago or something, um, the whole thing with her being a villain, that's not even, like, a heel turn for the character, though. It's just the perspective of the characters around her change. Oh, yeah. She's been murdering cities. Oh, yes. Uh, like, but people are like, show. oh, yeah. my God, she's the she's the bad guy? No shit. Right. She's enslaved to the other side <laughs> of the world with a fucking dragon, man. <laughs> she's destroying countries and enslaving people. <laughs> For nine years. And so she's doing it under the guise of freedom. Right. I mean, she's just America in the Middle East in the 1950s. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, she, what? Military industrial this complex. Is colonization. That's yeah. all it is. Speaking of colonization, there's a lot of that in Game of Thrones. You thought I was going to. Yeah. I did. <laughs> so did they. <laughs> Darren hates me right now. <laughs> Love you, Darren. Speaking of colonization, that reminds me of Darren Martinez. <laughs> But yeah, like I, I didn't have a problem with the ending. I have a problem with how poorly constructed it is. Yeah. Like if you watch the last episode, there are characters that just appear and disappear in the middle of scenes because they obviously just didn't care. Like they just shot multiple takes, didn't give a shit if any of it matched up. Like it's just so sloppily done. And that's the series finale. Yeah. It wasn't better before that. <laughs> yeah, so like, that's my problem with the show. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you with that. That's the same problems I have with the show. But again, like I, I objectively, I look back at it and go, well, they didn't have like before they had all these great books to base off things, right. to, to blend characters together, to make stories, to to weave the story that they're telling, but without all those finite details. Because like I'm so upset we never got like Lady Stoneheart. You know, the Lemon Cloak had a lot bigger role in it. You know, there's smaller things that I would have liked to have seen, but overall, I, I was happy with the show. I was entertained, and uh, one of my favorite cinematic scenes is Jamie Lannister with the spear riding his horse towards the dragon, and then right when the dragon's about to roast him, Bronn kicking him off, man. Like, cinematically, that is one of my favorite shots. <laughs> I don't know why. I just think that's fucking awesome. Um, but I, just to be clear, I love trash. And well, yeah, we're, example, just, we're, we're yeah. talking about Game of Thrones while we're talking about Frankenhooker. Like, <laughs> and, and like, for example, like bad shows and trash that like I know what you did last summer in the series. One of the worst things I've ever seen. Loved every second. Of really? It. Fucking nonsense. You are dumber every second that you watch. That show. <laughs> 
every second it burns more brain cells than super crack in frankenhooker <laughs> it's so fucking stupid and it makes no sense and it is just garbage and nonsense being dumped on your face as you're watching it loved every second of it excellent loved it i'm gonna avoid that <laughs> As best as I can. <laughs> I'm not gonna say like, the plague because I caught the plague. As yeah. did you? Yeah. You know. So, but I loved it. I loved every second of it. I was like, "This is amazing." It was not at all a shock that it was canceled. It was so stupid, and it hit such heights of stupidity that it was like, "There's nowhere to go with the show. Like, there's nothing else they can do. Like, every episode, like one episode, you'll get somebody gets murdered, an evil twin appears. There's a cult." There's and that's just like episode one. <laughs> there's like forty five plot twists and none of it makes any sense. And it's just like you're just on board for that ride or you're not. So I love trash. Excellent. Yeah. So I just want to be clear about that. If it seems like I'm nitpicking on other stuff. Again, we're talking about Frankenhooker. Yeah. That and we're talking about cinematic classic. And we're but we're giving it high praise. Beloved by us and Bill Murray. And it's to be fair. Again, it's a campy, it's a B-movie, but you know what? Watch it. It has a yeah. great plot. It's a great story. It's a great retelling of Frankenstein. And plenty of TNA. Yeah, and it has that actor that I love playing the electrician. Yeah, I forget his name. Oh, actually, you know what? Hold on. I, I'm pretty sure I just pull this up and do this. And I go, ba-ba-ba, starring. And then he, he, oh, it's blacked out his name. He, he wants to be, uh, let's see, what else was this guy in? Street Trash. Who do I gotta kill? Street Trash, Overnight, The Sweet Life, Jerky Boys, The Movie, Last Exit to Brooklyn. You know him. Yeah, you've seen him in things. He's in RoboCop 3? Yeah. Wow, he's that bad? <laughs> P- Peter Weller's not even in RoboCop 3, you know? <laughs> Street <laughs> he's Trash fucking RoboCop. Another, another great one. Have you seen Street Trash? No, I, I probably have at one point in time. It's good. 1987, yeah, I've probably seen it. Because, like, Frank and Hooker, like, again, we go back to, like, you know, 1990 this came out, and you just turned 41 this year or 40 this year? 40. Yeah, we both yeah. turned 40 this year. Uh, yay! <laughs> Society's, it's funny. We were born in the peak of the 80s. Everything's like, excess and cocaine. And now everything's like, oh, everything's so depressing. There's no money. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had neon lights and cocaine again. Yeah, right? That was a good time. <laughs> we grew up in the height of capitalism and we're living through the downfall of capitalism. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Ugh. At least our parents got to grow up in the height of capitalism. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, they really just mostly had capitalism. They just had it. Yeah. They didn't know how lucky they were. They didn't even know. Fucking boomers. Yeah. <laughs> and now they vote against health care. I don't get it. Um, anyway, where was I? I'm in the doctor's office talking about Frank and Hooker. How much of a classic and a super crack. Street trash. Ah, yeah. Frank and Hooker, class of Newcomb High. All these movies. Uh, My mother's second husband used to record all this stuff off Cinemax and HBO and Prism back in the day. Oh, Prism. Prism, right? So there's a movie. (laughs) This has been bothering me so much. There's a movie I saw in Prism back in the day. It was not good, and I didn't like it. But because I can't remember what the movie is, it has been driving me insane for about a year. Okay. It's a movie about a guy who goes nuts and takes his office. He works in an office building, takes the office building hostage like a reverse diehard. Okay. And ultimately, in the end of the movie, he gets killed by a SWAT team. But, like, that's the movie. 
what the, the fuck, fuck is that movie? No clue. It wasn't even good. I didn't like it. I won't watch it again. But it bothers. <laughs> I just want to know what it is. I just want to know what it was. That's called. like me with the Tom Selleck movie where he's uh in the he, he's fighting the mechanical spiders that Gene Simmons made. Run away. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now you figure out mine. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I can't do it, man. I don't even know how to search that. I didn't know. I, I don't guy, know anybody's name. Guy who takes hotel movie room. that was on Prism, Prism when first, I was a kid. First, Google has to find out what fuck Prism was. Yeah. <laughs> the AI doesn't know what Prism is. The movie that was on Prism when I was a kid. Yeah, search. Good luck. Um, but yeah, all these movies my mom's uh, second husband used to record, and like when I would go, when I would be hanging out there, like. Legit, we would be watching these movies. Like I would be watching. I'd be watching Frankenhooker, Class of Nukem High, uh, Toxic Avenger, all these movies at like the age of like nine years old. Mm-hmm. Ugh, such a warped perspective I had on human nature, sexuality, and life. <laughs> but it made you the person you are today. Exactly. If it wasn't for trauma, I wouldn't be me. And that's where I'm going to leave this. Because it wasn't a trauma movie, but it is now. Just like me. See you for Hocus Pocus 2, folks.